0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Save don't mean soft. That's the name of the podcast. Listen, I have a topic today that is, um, I'm going to start off with a question. And the question is, do all lives really matter? Hmm. Do all lives really matter? Think about that. Uh, we're going to dive into that, and it's going to be, uh, hopefully, make you think, even perspective. That's what I'm all about. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right, everybody. Thanks, thanks for being patient. I'm back in this thing. Listen. All right. So, pose the question Do all lives really matter? Well, the answer to answer that, of course all lives matter. Of course, right? Of course. It's common sense, right? We know all lives matter. That makes total sense. What doesn't make sense is that using that term in a response to someone saying that black lives matter or Latino lives matter or that. Um, any anyone's lives matter, right? Um to use a response all lives matter to someone saying their life matter is such a unloving, unmerciful thing to say. In fact, <laughs> the whole concept of that that rebuttal uh just, it was born out of racism. It was born out of racism. I want to challenge everyone who's listening to do something. I wonder if you all could find where that was ever used as a phrase, all lives matter. I really wonder if anyone could ever, uh, could could research that and find if that was ever, that phrase ever used until the the, the phrase black lives matter was used, right? I want, I want, I really want people to, you know, to research and find out because I'm really, I'm clueless to um, how someone could, could use that as a response to someone saying black lives matter. I look at it like this, okay? Just, you know, just different ways, different perspectives. I am a black man. I uh, have a son, mother, father, brother, sister. All that, right? All those things. I cannot relate to a lifestyle that I don't live. I can't. I can't relate to a lifestyle that doesn't... Um, Line up with the way I live and the way I see things. So, for instance, uh, there's a a, a a new saying that we're saying "trans lives matter." I talking about transgender people. Now, like I said, I'm I'm not a transgender man. I don't know what it's like to be a transgender person at all. I have no idea what it's like to be a transgender person to feel like you know you were born one way but you feel like you're really different. I, this is the the what people who are transgender, this is how they they feel. This is what they say they feel. Is it they feel they were born in one body, but they feel like they are the opposite of what they were born in. So listen, I don't I don't get into uh, you know telling people how they feel because I don't have the right <laughs> as a minister of the gospel. I can't tell a person how they feel, right? I can't. That, that's counterproductive to to the, the gospel of Christ. What I can say. Is that although I don't understand what it's like to be transgender, I don't—I will never know what that's like. I can say that when trans people say uh, trans lives matter, I can say yes. What I will do is I will be more cautious now. Okay, more cautious of what I see in in society. So you know, it, I have to take that up and say it. these trans people who are claiming trans—you know—that that that they. That they are under oppression or they are facing a certain danger or certain death. I can't tell them that they're lying. I can't say that someone else's life matters too. I, what I can say is that, listen, I support you having the right to live your life in peace and, and without fear. I can say I support you being able to live your life without having to be afraid, without having to worry about someone hurting you because you are transgender, right? I can say that. I can relate to that aspect of as a human being, right? <clears throat> I can relate to that. Now, what I cannot relate to is hearing a trans person say, and I'm just using trans, I'm using trans uh, gender uh because it's so far from what what I can relate to, right? I could it's so far from what I could ever relate to to living or being, right? So so that's why I'm using that. Um that 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 saying. So I can't relate to a person, to me hearing a person say "trans lives matter" and me saying, "Well, all lives matter." I can't relate to that. I have no idea how it would feel in your heart to hear someone says, "Listen, my life matters, right? My people, our lives matter, right?" I can't relate to being to hearing that a plea for help, a plea for for justice. I can't. Um, I can't relate to being able to say, "Well." I hear you saying trans lives matter, but look, all um, lives matter. I can't, I don't understand how that, how how that would formulate in my brain, right? My brain can't, it just can't, it don't work that way. Like, I'm not, I'm not a perfect person by any means. I don't think anyone who's on this face, or this on the face of the earth can say they are perfect, right? I'm not even a person that I, that I want to be. Right now, I want to be a better person. And I think we all should want to be better person, right? But what I can say is that it, it is insensitive and it it's gut wrenching to hear someone say all lives matter when, of course, all lives matter, but all lives are not fearing for their life. All lives are not uh, feeling like they are in danger, right? <clears throat> I can't. Um, I can't stress enough how insensitive it is, um, and it's extremely insensitive for a person to say that, uh, all lives matter, now, I want to break this down, though, <clears throat> I really do, I want to break it down in a way that makes sense to all of my amazing listeners, right, so, when I say, <clears throat> I had a quick scenario here, uh, and it's dry in this room, y'all, I apologize, for am clearing my throat, I mean, place of employment on a break and I'm just, it's, it's really dry here, <laughs> but anyway, so um, if a person is, uh, that is not a Christian, right and they respond, all lives matter I don't have the same issue with them that I do with Christians who say this, or people who claim to be Christians there are a lot of people who are claiming to be Christians, and in the middle of them, them needed at the, the most time they're needed they're saying all lives matter, which is known to be uh, a rebuttal to a people that is saying that, that their lives are not feeling valued. Right? Good example. I want to break this other example down here. So, for instance, the term "huh"? Let me see. "Blue lives matter." Right? That's a popular rebuttal as well. These are unfortunately racist terms because they spawned out as a rebuttal to black lives. First of all, there's no such thing as a blue life. There's no blue people, right? Um, there's no blue people. It's just It's just not possible. Police officers are not blue. My father was a police officer. He retired um, after over 30 years on the police force. He wasn't blue. He's not blue. I'm not blue. Um, he is, uh, was a law enforcement officer, and people who are in law enforcement, they're not blue people, right? People in law enforcement are categorized in based on uh, different things that make them who they are. Because you take your police uniform off, you are a regular person. You're a civilian to anyone who sees you. You can't look at a person, oh, he's blue, so he uh, you, you can't do that, right? So that term... This is one of the things that the racist people who came up with this idea—they didn't think that through. Because you really can't call a person blue, not, and not be—you can't say that and be logical. Um, but of course, police lives definitely matter. To say that—that that makes sense, right? Not blue, but police officer lives—they completely matter. Why would they not? And, I, and it's sad because that for so that to even be a term is sad. Because I don't know. And, and listen. To my listeners, some of y'all, you all grew up with me. Some of y'all know me. Some of y'all know where I'm from. I grew up in a city, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, In the 80s and 90s, Tulsa was a very dangerous place, especially North Tulsa and and parts of South Tulsa. Extremely dangerous, right? And there were uh, gang wars. There were drug wars. All kinds of things going on, right? When you have... People who live in an environment the way Tulsa was. Uh, It's gotten better now, definitely. But at the height of it, of the the criminal heyday in Tulsa, right? I don't even recall one person that I've ever known. And I'm talking about I'm talking about other criminals that I've known. Guys that I grew up with that, you know, they grew up and they're in prison or they're dead or whatever the case. I knew and grew up with some very, uh, let me see, some, some rough people, you know, and I don't recall one of them ever saying that police lives didn't matter, Yeah, I know uh, the rap group NWA had a popular song about police, you know, um, and they were voicing their frustration with the abuse and uh, Profile and they were going through, you know, that, that was the way they did that. They, they, they expressed themselves that way. But I still don't recall uh, people in the hood, right? That was like, yeah, police lives don't matter. <laughs> people have to understand, everyone knows, criminals even know, if you hurt a police officer, your life is effectively over, either physically or <laughs> by go- or you're going to be incarcerated forever. Right? So, people know these things, right? So, that whole term of blue lives matter is it's kind of re- redundant because hey, people know this. What people don't know is that black and brown lives matter, right? Here, black lives matter, That's the thing about that is people don't seem to understand that black lives matter. They don't seem to understand that, you know, slavery, uh, Jim Crow, uh, you know, legal segregation, all these things that were legal in America. Legal. Right? It was legal to treat black people like second-class citizens. It was completely legal, right? And this is America, right? We live in a time where people are so, you know, claim to be so patriotic and love the military and love the flag. But what they fail to remember and understand about that, or they fail to talk to their, you know, because we love loved men you know, I had a family member that served in World War II or so-and-so, you know, great-grandpa served. Well, you failed to ask your great-grandfather how they treated those black soldiers that were also in the military. You know, people tend to forget to ask that question. How did you all treat those black soldiers when they came home from World War II, from Korea, from Vietnam even? Now, we do Vietnam white and black soldiers were were getting treated pretty bad, right? We we understand that because there was a time where the the world was on fire, protesting the war in in general. But we're talking about far as racism, right? We're talking about how black soldiers were treated worse than Nazis were. Nazi soldiers were able to eat at a counter at the counter of a restaurant, whereas black soldiers could not. So, I want, I want to make sure we get a good understanding here why the whole idea of Black Lives Matter is even a, a term. It's a term because in America, this country has not gotten that message that Black Lives uh, are supposed to mean something. I would love to, you know, in a perfect world, I would love... For us to be able to say all lives matter and, and, and let that be my battle cry. All lives matter. All lives I would love for that. Because that would mean that we are all looked at as equal. But that's not the case. That's not the case in America. We are a divided nation. We are. We're a divided nation. It's just a fact. Um, but as Christians, see, that's my thing. I'm talking about Christians. This whole, this whole podcast... This is for my Christian brothers and sisters. Some of, the, of us who are wearing the, the label as a Christian, but are, are living far from it when it comes to which side of justice you're on, right? When we talk about as Christians how we're supposed to be, we're supposed to follow what the Scripture tells us. Okay, it tells us, and I want to give just two scriptures here, right? Just two of them because I wanted to put this in context, you know um so you look at mark uh, mark chapter 12 verse 31 Mark 12: 31 it says um, and the second is like uh, it's like namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself there is none other commandment greater than these. Now um, in the previous verse you'll saying to love God with all your heart, mind, and your soul, That was also a part of that So loving God with your heart, your mind, your body, your soul Everything in you, love the Lord with that And also love your neighbor as you love yourself Your neighbor See, brothers and sisters as Christians When you love your neighbor, you act a certain way I'm going to break this down even a little more I'm going to give you another example of how it is to love your neighbor Because some people may be confused on that Okay, your neighbor lives at 2201. You live at 2202. 2201, let's say they are the Andersons. Andersons say, oh my goodness, our house got broken into. We are nervous. Um, we are scared to leave the house. I, we just don't feel comfortable. We feel like, you know, they may strike again. And we just feel, you know, violated. one you know, broke into our home. Well, if you, are, if you live at 2202, if you love your neighbor, you're gonna say, I am so sorry this happened. I am so sorry that you feel this way. Um, you know, I lived here for 10 years and I've never had a problem. No one's ever broken into my home. No one's ever uh, taken the package off my, my porch. I've never had any problem in this neighborhood. And I'm so sorry that you all are having this problem here. Um, this this shouldn't happen. I'm, so, I'm sorry that you all have had this happen. And, you know, you would go into that, that compassion. You would show that. You would say, I'm gonna do whatever I can on my part. To help, you know, make you feel comfortable. I'm going to, uh, you know, look out the window a little more. I'll uh, shine my light over there if I have to. You know, whatever the case may be. This is what a neighbor would do for their neighbor. If you love your neighbor, that's what you would do. You would do everything you could to comfort your, your stressed and your uh, frazzled neighbor. Because they don't feel comfortable. They don't feel safe. You're not going to tell them, well, I understand, Mr. and Mrs. Anderson, I know that you all had your house broken into, but look, I know uh, in the town, uh, next town down the road, they had their house broken into as well. That wouldn't make any sense, right? It wouldn't make sense to tell them and mention someone else getting their home broken into because that doesn't help them. How does it help the Andersons <laughs> if you talk about someone else in a different town who had their house broken into? That doesn't comfort right? we're told to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. That's what the Bible tells us. And, and, and we claim, you know, we claim being a Christian and, you know, so many of us, you know, wear that, that title as a Christian with, with honor and with pride, which we should. But it's living by it. You can't live by it only some ways. You got to try to live by all of it. Uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, it says, And a man says, I love God and hateth his brother. He is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Right? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loves God loves his brother also. I mean, come on, (laughs) y'all. We we claim to be Christian, but there's so many people who say they're Christian to our screaming, all lives matter as a rebuttal to that brothers and sisters who are saying our lives are not feeling or seeming like they matter, right? And this is something we got to think about. This is I, I want to really I'm calling out all of our brothers and sisters uh, from different complexion, all of our brothers and sisters who are not black, who 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 have once or who thought all lives matter was the proper response to Black Lives Matter. You see, the problem is in America. To hear "Black Lives Matter," that is something that that causes it stirs up something inside people. It's just like the term "Black Panther," that that term stirred up something inside of the hearts of, of America. It stirred up a lot of uh, tension and resentment. I had one lady tell me when I was uh, I was working at, in, in Plano. And this lady, you know, she seemed to be intelligent, she seemed to be educated, you know, we worked together and she seemed, you know, hold a decent conversation. But she said, uh, the Black Panthers, you know, they were they were cop killers and they killed police and they did this. And I said, what? I said, do you really know what you're talking about? I said, have you ever really researched what they, what they, what they were about? The Black Panthers were not an organization that started to kill police officers. They were an organization to start to protect their communities from police brutality. There was no cameras back in the 50s and 60s. We gotta make sure we understand that. There was no cameras really regularly available in the 80s and 90s. People didn't walk around with cameras. We got walking, everyone, almost everybody has a camera on their phone now. That's the only reason why these things are getting seen. And here's what happened to our fellow brothers and sisters, Christians, right? What's happening is our brothers and sisters are watching and seeing these horrific videos of black unarmed black people keep being killed uh, during traffic stops or a routine arrest, Uh, whatever the case may be. They're seeing black unarmed black people get killed, and instead of saying this is a bad thing, this is horrible, I feel for that family. Instead of having that feeling that a neighbor should have, now you should have this feeling for your brother. What people are doing is they're instantly looking up the criminal history of the person who was killed. That is not a loving thing to do. That is the worst thing you could ever do. If you claim to be a Christian, you should never, ever, ever have that impulse. When I hear about a man being shot in his back seven times... He's not complying. He's not following, you know, uh, with the officer's commands. No, he's not doing what he's supposed to do. Yes, he should have deserved to be tackled or tased if he's not following command. Because a tasing is is, is rough, but a tasing is is a non lethal uh, method of of attitude adjustment, okay? That's a non lethal uh, method. And if a person is not obeying commands, yes, I get it. Tack onto the ground. Do what you gotta do. Get them, make them stop. Make them stop walking. You know, tase them, whatever you gotta do. A shooting a person seven times in the back for a normal person to hear about this. A normal I'm I'm not, listen, I'm not even, there are people who are not Christians who heard that and they were sick for their stomach open, as they should be, as I was. But there are also people who are claiming to be Christians who heard about a man being shot in the back seven times, and the first thing they did was research his criminal history. They researched, a man was shot seven times, and instead of having any sympathy, mercy, or compassion, he had children who was in the car. Instead of having mercy or compassion, what our fellow brothers and sisters were doing was looking this man's criminal history up and judging him off his criminal history while well, he was on. Uh, uh, I heard someone say he's a sex uh, offender. Uh, he did this and this. Well, here's the thing. First of all, let those without sin cast the first stone, right? Because some of the people who are claiming and talking about all the things he done wrong, if, if, if your disgusting, nasty, dark secrets were exposed or made available, you would be petrified, right? Because there's nobody who was without fault. Every one of us got some sick, disgusting, bad things we've done in our lives. Some of us have gotten caught. I won't say, well, us. I have never been arrested and never been incarcerated, thankfully. But some of us are just blessed that God allowed us not to get caught, you know, for some of the things we've done. Some of the things we've said. We have to understand that. We have been blessed, a lot of us have not been arrested or been caught or been uh, in trouble by the actions we've done or, or things we've said or whatever. But the difference is some people, they they, they they got caught, right? And some people, they were in trouble for the actions they did or words they said. Now, that doesn't make us any better, right? It doesn't give you the right to look down, oh, it's probably even sexual. Well, that's a horrible thing. All, all crimes against anyone are bad. But that doesn't justify shooting a man in the back. So, the whole, the whole term of Black Lives Matter is saying that, listen man, what the what motivation to shoot someone in the back, in the back now, okay? That was known as a coward move throughout the history of this country at least. You go to the wild, wild west and shoot a man in the back and see what happens to you. If you shot a man in the back in the western days, you will be looking at uh, a taste and lay it yourself, or you'll probably get a public hanging, right? But people will somehow justify a man doing something that has traditionally been looked at as a coward move. You don't shoot someone in the back. You know, like I so said, my, my dad, police officer over 30 years, he never once shot a human being. Never once. Why is that? Why is he, Why did he come on, on the force that long? He never never shot and hurt another human being with this pistol. Now, he's knuckled up and he's knocked guys out. He's beat guys up to get them to to stop beating on their wife or stop hurting their kids. Yeah, he's done those things. And that's a part of the job. You know, so when you think about it, that that's your mind as a Christian should go to something like that. Like, look, if the person, this guy's got shot seven times, this person got choked out. stepped on his knee, on his neck, your mind as a Christian should be, you know what, that officer shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. That officer should have to you daily force. That's what a Christian should think because we should think as the Bible tells us to. Love your neighbor. Love your brother, right? And we understand, most of us who, who study the word of God understand when it says brother. Um, it is also talking about, sister, uh, the world that, that, that was uh, would say brother in reference to mankind. Right? So, we have to understand you can't call yourself a Christian, but at the same time act like a savage. A savage doesn't care about uh, another person, they don't care. They don't care. And, and we have to understand when you're a worldly person, you're not. Uh, uh, Christian, you don't have the same rules or you don't have the same... You can live how you want. Do what you want. You're not a Christian. You, you're you not restricted. But as Christians, we are restricted. We cannot do the things that worldly people can do. I now mean, just people who listen to you. Some of y'all who listen, the ones of y'all who grew up, like, in a Christian home like I did. In a Christian home, you got rules. We had we had strict rules, right? I remember having a pager. <laughs> I had me a pager and, you know, I remember you know, I would go on a date, you know, take my high school girlfriend, we go out, we kick it, hang out. But if my mom paged me, I had to stop everything, no matter what. I'm talking about, I can remember being in the middle of watching Scream, I think it was Scream 1? Yeah, maybe Scream 1. Just came out, highly anticipated movie, That's what we did back in the 90s, we went to see movies, right? Airborne, you know, it was on Netflix, like you, you pay that money, and you go see a movie. But I can remember being in the middle of a movie. And get this page from mom. And get up. I gotta leave. Your mom wants me to come home and finish the dishes. Sounds insane, but that's just how I was raised. I'm not gonna ignore Mother's page. I wasn't gonna not come home, right? That's the part of being in a Christian family. You have rules. There are strict rules, and they're rules that they don't apply to people who live in the world. I had guys that I knew who, who, who didn't have Christian, they didn't grow up in a Christian home, so they, they did what they wanted to do. You know, they, they stayed out late as they wanted in high school. They kicked it, they did whatever they wanted because they were not under the same rules. But if you are a Christian, there's rules. Christians, we don't look at someone get hurt or killed, and the first thing we do is look and see what was wrong with the person who got killed. Come on, that's against God, right? And it gotta be. Has to be. What we should look at is as, as God. We serve a God who loves justice. He loves justice. That's what God talks about. All throughout the Bible, we hear God talking about how he loves justice. That's what we should look at as Christians. We should look at justice. Yes, if you if you got a guy who's uh on, on under the influence of drugs, right? I heard people mention that about George Floyd. Oh, he was he was drugged up and he was all high. But well, what if you've watched any of that video, they they've released video before the, ch- the, the 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 actual murder. They released video where he's being put in handcuffs and he's not fighting, he's not kicking, or he's not punching. This guy was 6'6, 230 pounds. He could have, he could have easily kicked and 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 fought and, and did a, he could have done all of those things. A 6'6, uh 235-pound man is a big man, right? He's a big, big dude, right? But he didn't do any of that. He wasn't fighting. He was not fighting and it was still people who mentioned him being on drugs, as if that mattered. What does him being on drugs have to do with the fact that he was killed on national television with a knee on his neck? I mean, come on, y'all. Let's be real. As Christians, we got to be on the side of justice. Listen. I wanna put this in here before I, I close this lesson. <laughs> I'm gonna call this a lesson. This is not just a typical podcast. But I'm gonna put this in here. I want us to think about something. Alright, let's think carefully about this. This this part I want us to really really zoom in on here. Okay. When you when when something happens that is not acceptable by the standards of our society, okay? Society standards are, you know. the person is unarmed this person should be uh, taken subdued or handled in a way that is non-lethal lethal Lethal aggression has, has to be met with lethal aggression in most cases when it comes to law enforcement a person waving a gun if they are waving a knife ready to throw it or ready to slice someone Lethal force, in most of those cases, are um, what is needed. I'm, I'm, I'm just stating that as a fact because I because I grew up in a law enforcement family. I, I work private security, so I understand even myself that, listen, man, you have to, you meet these things, right, based on what you're seeing. But see, racism and hatred, internal racism that has been brewing for years would make you look at a person as being a threat just because of the way they look. See, that's the problem. Because of the way a person looks to a racist person or to a person who is not, who, don't, who doesn't value the life of this person, that is what would make them use lethal force when the person is not presenting lethal force at them. So that's why I want to make sure we, we, we get on that because that's kind of what the whole point of this is understanding how Christians, we got to be on the side of righteousness of justice and, this is the last part Black Lives Matter the organization and Black Lives Matter the movement are two different things They're different things Black Lives Matter the movement is just saying that listen we're tired of unarmed black people being killed by law enforcement and, and people feeling that they can just take the law into their hands to kill Black people. That's what the movement is about. The organization, <laughs> contrary to the belief of most people, most blacks, a lot of black people, we are not necessarily for the, the organization itself because there's a lot of things about the organization that we don't know about. Where does funding go? Uh, who's running? You know, things like that. So a lot of us have, are not part of the actual organization. But the movement is a separate thing altogether and hopefully that, that just makes a little bit of sense um, anyway <laughs> I digress thank you all for listening I hope that God blesses every person who's hearing this, every family I, I, I hope that God takes all sickness out of your home um, they, they financially blesses you and give you all a chance to to get back on your feet, I know some people who are listening to this are in a, in a bind right now so I hope that, that God does um, something amazing for you um, very soon But I thank y'all for listening. God bless. Peace.